Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. that wants to do the right thing in any situation. For example, what is the right way to do your nails? Gently tap them till they stand on their own and then smash them home with a claw hammer. <laughs> Losing patience with the show. <laughs> I'm Daniel Warden with me trying to do the right thing today. If he were a Thundercat, he'd definitely be the Northern Irish one. It's Michael Lair. him, like me, she's used Sting's toilet. No, it isn't Sting. <laughs> <laughs> it's Vivian Ashtiampong! <laughs> and on my right, like an explosion in a nothing factory. <laughs> <laughs> it's Margaret Cavon Smith! with her, an easy-bake John Oliver you took out the oven too soon. It's Glenn Moore! <laughs> One is the loneliest number, so cheer it up by making it the first round. The importance of being right! The importance of being right! Just like a scoutmaster who's ordered a box of freeze-your-own-jubblies from Ann Summers rather than Jay Sainsbury's, I've run into some trouble online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know what jubblies are. In this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what the right thing to do is according to Midge URL. Make us a tick. Full on breakdown. <laughs> Margaret and Glenn, you're taking a stroll around the streets of London, partaking in your second favourite hobby of bin watching. You have a book to note down all the different types of bin, recycling bins full of shoes and human waste, dog litter bins containing hypodermic needles. It really is a treat. You remark upon how quiet and serene life is since the event, when the bin that you're looking at is suddenly plucked from in front of you and thrown through the window of a Pret-a-Manger. Oh no, you're stuck in the middle of a bloody mass street brawl. And with that, I ask you what is the right way to survive a riot, according to urbansurvival.com. I think if you put your head down and just join in, then you're absolutely fine. Because I did this once in Sheffield, and I saw this big <laughs> demonstration of people roughly my age at the time, I was about 18 or 19, and I thought it was some sort of protest against the government, and I just joined in and I was like, yeah. And then as we sort of like progressed through the streets of Sheffield, it became apparent that actually we were all on our way to Tramlines Festival to watch Ms Dynamite. <laughs> um, and I'd, I'd grossly misjudged it, but at the same time, I'd left with my life unscathed. <laughs> you don't look like a rioter. No, nor do I look like a Ms Dynamite fan, but, uh, <laughs> but looks can be deceiving. <laughs> Margaret, um, have you ever partaken in some civil unrest well, as a Catholic? Well, no, I have a... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I actually started the troubles. Um, <laughs> no. 
No, I've been on lots of demonstrations, but I think I have a very sort of head teacher like demeanour which makes everyone around me behave. I think, actually, if I was in a riot... Well, the best way to survive a riot is to dress half like an anarchist mm -hmm. and half like a police officer. Down the middle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you went, you went on the, bre on the stop, stop the Brexit. I went on the Brexit, the pro-Brexit march. Fuck me, you! really destroyed that Polish centre. Um, what? No. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I've been on a few... Pointless marches. <laughs> so I used to go to loads of marches when I first moved to London. I went, we'll stop the war marches. And what genuinely put me off was funny placards. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Fuck off. I would rather see someone saw someone else's leg. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That, but that, is a good, that is a good placard. Oh, my God. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, that says what we're all thinking. Are, are you a fan of a... So, Am I a fan of what? <laughs> Street violence. Firstly, Sawing people's Firstly, it off. wasn't the fucking Catholics that started the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other thing? What was the question? The question was, how do you survive a riot? Yeah, so no, there must be some... Oh, so you, my question There must be you. some rioting be in some... Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of it even ended up on the telly. <laughs> it was easier to get on the BBC in the 70s, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Have you ever been caught up in scary street troubles? <laughs> well, I have, but it was in Lewisham. Oh, that's not fair. I'm from Lewisham. What happened? <laughs> Mate, if anyone at this fucking panel is from Lewisham, it's me, all right? <laughs> wow. I'm from Lewisham. Wow. Lewisham. Wow. Don't you fucking bring your I'm from Lewisham. I am! Fucking... I went to school in Lewisham! Oh, you went to school? Then you're not from Lewisham, mate, all right? I am. Now feels like a really bad time to tell people that I'm from Lewisham. <laughs> are you, though? Prove it. Yeah, are you, though? Yeah, are you, You know you, you two are on the same team? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This high-pitched screaming at each other. Well, I mean, there was that time, wasn't it, then I got accosted by a gang who were on roller skates. <laughs> they were scary. There was, like, loads of them. And they were wearing roller skates. This, yeah, see, exactly. You don't know what it's like living in tough southeast London. <laughs> but I know what it's like to be in Starlight Express, so it's a sort of it's a heady balance. It's funny you should say that. <laughs> Viv, how are you around large crowds of people? All right. I mean, I've never been on a march. What? No, yeah, not I know, I know, I know. That's bad. Does that make me a bad person? I wear badges to <laughs> support the cause, but I think I'm a bit lazy. I can't bother to walk. Yeah, I'm it's a bad good. person, aren't yes. I? Fuck. I am politically aware, but I just don't go on marches. I've just remembered that I went accidentally went on a march as well, but it wasn't a gig, it was a proper march, and it was something that I was interested in. It was, you know, pro-tuition fees. No, anti-tuition no. <laughs> fees. Pro you know, the good one. The anyway, um, and I was on it, and I was thinking, oh, this is good, I'm fine with this. But then we got to the police cordon, and I had to go to the front and say, I'm sorry, can I get through? I've got a matinee. <laughs> <laughs> They did let me through. Oh, there's yes. a tip. And there's a, yes, the actual emergency. Michael, if you uh, were stuck in a riot situation on Oxford Street, what is the first shop you would loot? <laughs> oh, God, shop, yeah. Not pub. <laughs> God, I never thought about it. There are shops in, uh, these days, not as many as they used to be, right? Guys, where'd your mega store's gone? Don't know if you remember that. Tower Records. Tower Records. Was there a Tower Records? On no, not there. It's down on Piccadilly. Oh, enough. my God. Guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> really old. In a situation where you can get away with looting, would you loot? Oh, I loot uh, urban outfitters because it's a <laughs> shop for cunts. <laughs> and 45 quid for a T-shirt that says Bananarama on it. No. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There you go. I agree with you. A team again. The only shop I'd I'd want to loot is anyone that would have Ollie Murs inside. And I'd go in (laughs) and I'd fire one gunshot close to him and then I'd whisper in his ear, no one will ever believe you. (laughs) So here's a simplified question. Should you move in the same direction or the opposite direction? Depends if you want to see him as dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) As the rioting mob. I think you want to move alongside them because then you can match their pace if you <laughs> go in the, the same direction yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the only time i ever walk across london bridge is either at sort of about nine o'clock or five o'clock and anyone with a normal real job is always walking in the opposite direction and <laughs> it is hell um so i think anything opposite that'd be fine yeah and shout go on and again people won't know if you're shouting that to the police or the rioters oh, nice. you no. could be one of those plain clothes prostitutes <laughs> <laughs> A plain-clothes prostitute sounds like a not-very-good prostitute who's wearing what I'm wearing, which is like a jumper and a pinafore, you know, so no-one's going to know I'm a prostitute. That isn't what you meant, It's it? if anyone's fetish no. is smart cash. Yeah. <laughs> Producer Ben, what is the actual answer? Has anybody got close? Well, a little bit. UrbanSurvivalSite.com say, no matter how tempting it might be, you should never, ever join a riot. Oh. Where's the fun in that? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> what if there's a cracking headliner at the end of it? Yeah, <laughs> well... They say doing things like screaming or throwing bricks effectively paints a bullseye on your back and you could get into trouble. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to take a point off, but Margaret's idea to paint yourself half riot to half police is very wrong because they say in a riot there are three groups of people, the rioters, the police and the non-violent bystanders. You want to do your best to blend in with the third group and avoid, <laughs> and avoid yeah. the attention of the first two whilst making your way to safety. So point to Glenn for saying that you go in the same direction as the riot. One of the worst things you can do is try to swim upstream by walking against the flow of people. This is a quick way to get knocked over and trampled to death. Instead, calmly go with the flow of the crowd until an opportunity such as a doorway or an alley presents itself. They say, if you remain calm and patient, the opportunity to get indoors should eventually present itself. Keep inside the nearest building, lock the doors if you can, and stay there. Keep away from the windows and exterior walls to protect yourself from thrown bricks, bullets, and other projectiles. Yeah. So, one point to Glenn. This is, <laughs> For all that. this is the advice in every zombie film as well. Isn't My, the advice uh, to tool up and kick dicks? And remove the <laughs> kick dicks. That's just always your go advice. for the zombie's dick. <laughs> That's how you kill them, right? Kick their dick always off. Always did it, yeah. My <laughs> uncle lost an eye in a riot. Oh. <laughs> now it's called rot. No, I didn't mean that. No, no, no. That's Dreadful. not what I meant. He really did. Um, my uncle was a policeman in Northern Ireland, which is just off the coast of the Isle of Man. And during a fun day, that's what we call them, um, everyone was excited and throwing bricks. And he opened the back of the armoured vehicle that he was in and loads of bricks were coming his way. And he closed the door. And like, bah, 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 all the bricks hit the door. And like a prick, he opened up the doors and went, ha ha, you missed. And got bricked in the fucking eye. So... Uh, do I get a point for that? <laughs> Does he still have his dick? That's the... I have it. <laughs> Michael and Vivian, you're being interviewed for your dream job of person in a mattress advert. 
Not everyone dreams of going into space or curing cancer, and that's what makes the human condition so fascinating. You've done well on the group test and the written exam, but there's just one more hurdle to get over before you get the job. The boss wants to check how many Twitter followers you have. And he's pleased. Well done. But wait, what's this? Your mum has been posting photos of you on Instagram from that time you went to a party dressed as a mattress. (laughs) Well, that's cultural appropriation. You don't get the job. So what is the... So... So what is the right way to stop your parents embarrassing you on social media, according to chicagotribune.com? Literally no one in the entire world, no one, not a single person, no one who is sane allows their parents to follow them on any form of social media. Exactly. If you're living under this fucking cloud of delusion that you're friends with your family, fucking wake up. They hate you and they're waiting for you to fail. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. Vivian, are you I friends? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Who the fuck is friends with their parents on social media, let alone real life? I mean, my parents wouldn't even know how to use social media. They don't know how to use a phone properly. So, you see, the problem's taken away from you. Say one day your parents go, oh, we're going to have not even separate Facebook accounts, a joint one, no. where, they've, where they've combined no. their name into no. one name. No, absolutely no motherfucking way. Hell no. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got cousins that try and befriend me from, like, Ghana and stuff like that, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't yeah, know yeah. them. They're yeah. not going to look at my social media. No way. I mean, who's friends with their parents? I feel But, no, but, time. listen. But, <laughs> but you're friends with your parents... Only in real life. No, not on social media. They can't do social media. No, they don't do it. But the point about this query is, though, if they're on social media, you sort of need to keep an eye on them, don't you? Because if they're posting pictures, like dirty pictures of you, and you both know your parents got loads of dirty pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filth. From my Um, lingerie days. (laughs) So, yeah, you sort of have to know what they're doing on social media. I've never known anyone's mum or dad on social media, though, to have more than five friends. Mm. And so it wouldn't be seen by anyone. If there were obscene photos of me on my dad's Facebook, well, that sounds weird. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and there are, there are. But, yeah, then I personally don't mind. They're between him and all of my uncles. But <laughs> <laughs> Sounded weirder again. I... How would you, right? So, Glenn, your parents have this Facebook page or something and they want to be your friend. You get that friend request. Do you accept it or do you...? No, you don't accept and you don't deny. You leave it to languish there amongst your other friend requests from people with no mutual friends and there's just one picture of a beach and you go, we don't know each other. I'm not friends of any beaches. Uh, And and then they just sort of sit in there and I'll never know and you just go, I haven't gotten around to it yet. My aunt and uncle found my Twitter page over Christmas and they don't really understand Twitter and I wasn't there the last sort of family gathering but my uncle just read out my tweets to my family but even the picture tweets he just read out the captions Um, and I was in Rotherham once and there was a big poster of Will Smith advertising a club night and it had a speech bubble coming out of his mouth and it said biggest bank holiday to ever hit Rotherham and the caption was saying like I don't think Will Smith has ever said this so that's the only thing my uncle read out at the dinner table. <laughs> and my mum went, your jokes don't even make sense, Glenn. So now I sound rubbish. Mm. More rubbish. <laughs> Michael, are you friends with any younger family on social media? No, 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 no. None of them? No. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, right. So I had to, my very racist uncle. Oh, dear. You Who? have nailed it already. Because they're all racist. No. Every member Wait, of every family, family is a racist. Mine aren't. 
here's the thing. Why are we embarrassed of our family? Why are they not embarrassed? When, no, they are, Michael. Don't worry. They're, no, they're not. Because they don't... Not enough. Re- they don't register anything that we do. And yet we see all their fucking Britain first posts. And don't act like your family doesn't, you know, fully support Britain My first. Because they do. Every single... Your mum and your dad are in Britain first. They are. This, is the, this is the weirdest intervention I've ever been in. I'm telling you Michael's this Michael's gathered they, hundreds of people to tell your them. Your mum and dad met in Britain first. <laughs> oh, that a... is true. Viv, you used to be a teacher. I still am, sometimes. Did you... Uh, are you... <laughs> Do you let, like, pupils become friends with you? No, oh, my God, absolutely not, because they're babies. It's primary school. I mean, they're still little shits, but it's <laughs> primary school. But I did do something on YouTube, and some of the kids were like, oh, Miss Champong, Miss Champong, I see you on YouTube. And I was like, OK, fuck off, because you shouldn't be watching that. But <laughs> what I would you, what ne- was it? <laughs> how much I hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> so inside, was it one of your Britain's so... first posts? <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly that. Thank you very much. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but um, so absolutely not. I don't even like the kids to see that I'm a human being. Really? Yeah. No, like, I'm not their mate. They're not my mates. Margaret, mm. you've had auditions. Mm. Ever had to audition as a mattress? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else gets proper questions, don't they? <laughs> Wait, talk about being a mattress. No. no you've well, you said mattress. mattress, I genuinely thought you said actress. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah, I thought you said that as well. <laughs> that was the coldest question <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> had to pretend you were an actress. <laughs> I once auditioned for a panto and there were no lines. Well, I got there and I was supposed to have looked at the script and I hadn't looked at the script, so I had to sort of read it cold, which usually I'm very good at. But there were no lines because it was the cat in uh, Puss in Boots. No, in Dick Whittington. But what I didn't realise... Uh, <laughs> what I didn't realise was I was supposed to be miming everything... Somebody was translating and I was supposed to be miming, but I thought it would be funny just to go... And I did the whole thing and they just stared at me and then said, thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. My favourite audition story. So um, I had a baby in November and... um, uh, Yeah, good. Be American. That's the baby. So at our 20-week scan, we found out our baby had a heart condition and would have to have heart surgery afterwards. And so it was like a big thing to deal with and a couple of weeks later, we were going in to see the cardiologist at Great Ormond Street. And that morning, my boyfriend, the father of my child, um, <laughs> I have to clarify, he had an audition and it was for Marmite. And the script was kind of like, it's a genetic thing. Do you like Marmite? Do you not like Marmite? It's genetic. And it's a comedy advert seeing all comedians. And he went into this audition in the morning of the afternoon of us seeing a cardiologist about our unborn baby's heart condition. And the director said, now I just want you to channel the idea. Imagine you've got your partner pregnant and your genetic inability means that your baby (laughs) has something really wrong with it can you do that like and i want you to bring this to the audition imagine imagine how upset your partner would be if your it's your sperm that's caused this baby They didn't say sperm. (laughs) (laughs) That's caused this baby to have a disability. And when he told me, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. (laughs) Did he get it? 
He didn't get it. Oh. I know. We no, because he, he was weeping busy. during it. <laughs> <laughs> he was really upset by it. Yes, because he's human. <laughs> Sperm is very Marmite, though, isn't it? A lot of people like it. <laughs> The last audition I had where I didn't have to say anything was one for a cider advert a couple of years ago. And they said, oh, it's only for, like, Norway. And don't worry, you don't have to look Norwegian. And I was like, okay, because I don't. Um, And then they were like, and also it's just you're playing a guy who sort of works in the factory, packing barrels there. Uh, You don't have to look like you're a big sort of burly guy. And I was like, again, good. Um, And they said, and then when you leave the factory, there'll be, like, music playing and you just sort of move along to the music you're not dancing and they say you don't have to be a trained dancer <laughs> okay and I went along and sure enough it was dance studios and I went in and it was like this big Billy Elliot sort of room with all mirrors on the walls and bars and stuff like that and they asked at the beginning if I'm a trained dancer and I said obviously not because they said we're saying you feel comfortable moving in and I just wore a shirt and jeans because I was like <laughs> I feel comfortable walking at a slow pace in these um, and then they went right in, in your own time and I said what and they went uh, yeah if you just dance for us no music and I just closed my eyes and I just danced for four minutes is this on YouTube they filmed it and I don't know where that video is Um, all I remember is I clapped my hands at one point and I fell over Um, because they said oh feel free to use the bars to warm up and I was like I don't know what they do (laughs) and I'm in it Um, I'm not at all Let's uh, pretend for a moment that we're all in our 20s. How would you tell your parents that they're annoying you? You ring them. No, you don't. If you're 20, no, you don't. You just put up one of those, you know, the captions on Instagram that say things like, oh, I love yourself and the day will be better. (laughs) Fuck you, Mum. That's what you do. (laughs) My sister-in-law used to post loads of memes that were all really inspiring. (laughs) And I used to always reply with, you're such a twat every <laughs> single time. Listen, I really love my sister-in-law anyway, but my God, to her eternal credit, when her mum, who is a lovely human being, died, she posted this thing, and then she wrote at the end of her sort of really beautiful, moving thing that she wrote about her mum. She wrote, I wonder what Michael has to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I like your sister-in-law more than you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too, me too. Producer Ben, what are the actual answers? I don't think I'm giving any points, but, oh, you know, no. shout on. out if you speak to me. Hang on, hang on. I don't think I fucking finished. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you block them. That's it. You block no, but the, yeah. that's no, you no, the problem no. in the thing. What? The no, problem no. in the thing is no. that they're talking about you and losing you work. Glenn's already said it. They've got no one on their fucking... They've got three friends in the entire world and two of them are going to die in the next week. So, here's the thing. You just block them because, you know what? Did they not embarrass you enough in real life? Why would you ever, ever... Listen. Uh. I once took my parents to the theatre. To this day, it is the worst (laughs) night of my life. I paid for them to get front row fucking tickets at Cabaret, and I sat there beside him thinking I was a real grown-up, treating my family to something really, really lovely. James Dreyfus. Do you know James Dreyfus? I hate James Dreyfus, <laughs> but I didn't know he was the MC in Cabaret, right? <laughs> he was the first guy to walk on stage. We're in the front row. We are three feet from James Dreyfus. The room was completely silent, and before he opened his mouth, my dad loudly and clearly just went, Michael, there's that man you hit. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you accept a friend request? <laughs> you were the problem, not them. 
<laughs> ben, what is the answer? Well, before I give the answers, Margaret is right. The problem is your parents posting things without your say-so. Okay, ask them to stop. Can we get a point? <laughs> I said that. According to the Chicago Tribune, the best way to deal with parents who embarrass you online is actually not to directly tell them how annoying they are. Instead, pretend you have a friend whose parents are embarrassing on social media. Ask for your parents' <laughs> advice on what your friend could say to her parents to remedy the situation. By doing this, oh your parents God. won't have to feel defensive about what they've done or bruised by your criticism. If they twig that your friend is actually you, take the time to explain to them that your network includes more formal contacts like co-workers, bosses, or people you'd like to impress. For example, you could also introduce your parents to the direct messaging features in the social platforms they use and tell them, if it's not a comment you could make at my workplace, share it privately instead. So I'm going to give a point to Michael and Vivian for essentially saying, stop it to your parents. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of chat with your parents and spending a lot of time with them. That was all, like, two times. <laughs> yeah. Just send them a text and ask and you, them to stop. You have to be really subtle and be like, so my friend's got this really annoying parent called you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for some agony. In this round, I'll be getting the panel to solve some problems from our audience. But before that, I'm going to test their empathy with a letter sent to a real agony aunt. Margaret, could you read this out? <clears throat> Dear Agony Aunt, my husband and I live in a community that has expensive water and sewerage costs. So to save money, he chooses to urinate in the bathroom sink, claiming it uses a fraction of the water that flushing the toilet would. He says urine is sterile and that, anyway, he washes the sink basin as he washes his hands. He also says that over the course of several wees a day, the savings are significant. I think I'd prefer him to use the toilet like a normal person. But am I being unfair? What are your thoughts on his actions? So I think fair enough. Are you joking? Are you being serious? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, Absolutely not. And actually, it's for a very simple reason. Yeah. You don't piss in the fucking (laughs) sink. You just don't do it. Oh, my God. Right. Yes, of course. You should fucking get rid of him if that's what he's doing. He could be having shits in the sink. He could be doing all sorts, do you know what I mean? No. No, pissing in the sink. What, where does he wank? The microwave? (laughs) (laughs) Saves money. If you have, like, surplus sinks, then maybe if you have a spare sink... All all I'm saying is... Have you got a B-day, Glenn? Is that what you're saying? uh, When I was at uni in my second year... You got a B-day, innit? My room, my bedroom, had a sink in. And I was also... My room was also next door to the bathroom. And sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night and the sink was there that's not cool but it was literally within pissing distance but that's not cool I know and I realised that but also I was in the privacy of my own room and I never ever used that basin for any other purpose other than it was just the pissing basin and did you you fill it up no no but what I do is I just rinse it out and then it started to become unpleasant to one of my senses uh, (laughs) Uh, I checked why and it's because the sink wasn't fully connected to the wall um (gasps) And I was just pissing onto my wall. <laughs> I honestly don't think it's a problem. And it is very good for the environment. I do. No, I don't. Pissing in the sink <laughs> is not good for the fucking environment. Let's stop that. What, are you campaigning for porcelain What? Now? Oh, really? Is, really? Greenpeace made a fucking advert, have they? About you behind which you're all piss in the sink. <laughs> this thing, it's not like I'm going around, I'm pissing on tusks. <laughs> 
But it's say don't flush the toilet when you no, have no, a piss. No, no, no. Yeah, they, they say don't flush the toilet, which yeah. I think is fine, and I don't do. You um, don't flush the toilet? What? When I've Hang done a piss. What? No, when I... That's worse. I don't always piss. I don't... You don't always piss. Right. Like, for example, right now, I'm only slightly pissing. <laughs> I've had two babies, I'm sorry. Um, no, I don't always flush the toilet. And you think oh. that's better than pissing in the sink? Yes, because that's where piss is supposed to go. Yeah, but it's not where it's supposed to stay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking for years. Here's the game changer. <laughs> We all piss in the shower, right? Well, that is what Greenpeace oh, say God, you should a, do. Yeah, that's a good question. And I didn't for years. I think I started, yeah, two mm-hmm. years ago. Really oh, enjoying it. Really enjoying Every it. Every single time <laughs> I have a shower and urinate, I think I'm doing this for the Rainbow yeah. Warrior. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I do, and I heard it was good for Verrucas as well. Yeah. It's also, um, <laughs> but it is bad when you follow through, isn't it? Because that gets, that does get messy. I'm joking. Um, you can push it down I with your used toe. To, yeah. <laughs> I used to piss out of the window when I was a teenager and, oh I was, and I was scared of waking my dad up. How? I would get out onto the roof. I know, I know, and piss into the gutter. Yeah, I know. That's all right, I know, though. it's very dangerous. I was saving this up for um, Would I Lie to You. But, uh... <laughs> and call yourself Whittler on the Roof. <laughs> I rang Glenn and told him that yeah, weeks been... ago. We've been workshopping it. It took me two weeks. <laughs> Can I ask, did you yeah. squat or did you fashion squ- a tube? I squatted. You squatted? I squatted. Over the gutter? Yeah. In the night, on yeah. the roof? Yeah, I was... We are all pissing scary. in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> but some of you are looking at my arse. <laughs> Viv, you yes. seem shocked by all this. Yeah, because I just think some people are dirty. And <laughs> Most of us, you know, that sounds harsh. But I lived with someone who used to do that in the middle of the night. I don't know if it's because he didn't want to disturb anyone or whatever it was. But I'd wake up because I go to the toilet a lot in the night and I'd see yellow liquid caramelised oh. in the toilet. And oh. I don't want to see that. Well, why are you cooking it? <laughs> <laughs> are you making some sort of piss brulee? <laughs> But, I mean, just flush it. It's fine. I mean, I know. My friend, whenever he went to ha- house parties when we were 18, would always wank into the sink. Oh, why? Really That's better. Really Can you say well, you're washing your hands. That's all right. Because let's not lie, we've all had a dick in our mouth and we've all swallowed a bit. So that's not so bad. But I've never had piss in my mouth. I've never had a dick in my mouth. I think that's fair. I've I never had a dick fair. in my mouth, but I have swallowed. But hold on. That's fair, though, isn't it? That's fair. I don't, I don't want it in my <laughs> sink. <laughs> but it's all right. My mouth's fine. <laughs> exactly. I have high standards for my sink. <laughs> I had a friend who Sorry. woke up in a bathroom once when he was drunk. He woke up in the morning and he thought, oh, I th- I'm, uh, he felt he'd had a shit. And then he realised that he was sitting and looking at a toilet and thought, oh, that's not good. And realised he'd... Um, he brought a piano stool into the toilet <laughs> and had shat into that. And it wasn't his Amazing. house, wasn't his piano stool. So what he did was... It was his he, stool. He took, yeah, yeah. he took the stool with his stool and he left it in an alleyway. 
Really? Yeah. There's not a single part of that story that I don't absolutely love. <laughs> he felt like he had a shit. And that's, that's my first thing that I love. I just feel like I've had one. I can't believe he stole someone's piano stool. No. That's the worst bit of the story for me. <laughs> ben, what's the answer? Well, I'm going to give another point to uh, Michael and Vivian. This advice comes from Dear Annie at creators.com. And Annie says, I think you ought to knock it off. For one, urine isn't sterile. That's just a myth, apparently. If he's really bent on saving water, there are plenty of ways he can do so, such as installing a low-flush toilet without annoying you. So she's very much anti-piss in the sink, so point to Michael and Vivian. Who would have thought, out of all the opinions, not pissing in the sink was the right one? Now you've learnt how a real agony aunt does it, let's see you deal with some problems from tonight's audience. So is Andy here? Hello, yes. Hi, Andy. So, Andy's problem is my housemate keeps messing up my house and still claims I'm the messy one. How do I stop his domestic gaslighting? You kill him and claim he's the murderous one. (laughs) What does your housemate do? Well, he'll frequently eat a lot of takeaway. I'd leave it all over the table, sofas, so I was on a bed, like... Not, oh, my God. Not usually mine. Not usually, but not always not. You know how it is. Just plates everywhere, that sort of thing. And what do you do? If he were here, yeah. and we asked him, yeah. what would he say you do? Uh, like, all those same things. I think... I, <laughs> <laughs> is he you? Uh, is this a question, how do I stop being messier? Uh, so I think what happens is, we're both messy, but he is worse... And he'll come back and think that all of his mess is my mess. And he'll just keep adding to it and won't clean up on principle. And I do actually clean up and try and make it better. So I'm sort of trying to stem the tide of filth. If I have a go at my boyfriend for being messy, he gets really defensive. So I have to do it like this. Like, well, one of us has pissed all over a copy of The Week. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying who it is, but maybe we should both try to not do that in the future. I think you should stop keeping your copy of The Week in the sink. (laughs) Vivian, have you got any housemates? Yes, I have. I mean, this is one of my biggest annoyances in life. But first, I think we need to distinguish, is it mess or is it dirt? Because that's different. Now, I'm taking this very seriously because it is a serious thing. (laughs) Mess is like, oh, I've left my shoes in the hallway. Oh, I've left my jacket there. A plate on a bed from food that you've eaten is dirty. Yeah, I'm not bothered about the mess bit. It's the filth. it's a tough one. I don't know. Is it just the two of you? Yeah. Oh, you're lucky. Just two of you living in the flat. How old are you? It's all right. It's quite nice. Mid-20s? Mid-20s and you can afford a two-bedroom flat renting in London. Didn't say it was two bedroom. (laughs) True. True. What can you do? Margaret. Mm. Mm. Can you write messages to him in his filth? Like, you know, ketchup and stuff. Or label his dirt. What, like buy a label maker and stick it to the plates? Oh, my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) Amazingly (laughs) passive-aggressive. That might make you look like a twat, though. Might make him look like a twat. I don't think Andy minds looking like a twat. But You could get the dirty plate and write, wash me in the gravy. (laughs) Whatever you non-vegans eat. Gravy, mainly, isn't it? Or, or if it's been a very dusty day, wait till he's fallen asleep and write, wash me on his stomach. Oh. And oh. that would be <laughs> frightening and sexual at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, have you got a flatmate? Yes, I have two. Who's the dirtiest? 
I don't know because I see you in it. I'm yeah, the well. That I'm, if like you, you don't know, it's you. you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm probably the messiest within my own room. I, that's the thing. If I leave any mess in the communal area, like if I've got a dirty plate and I don't have time to wash the plate, then I'll take the plate into my room. <gasps> so I'll just let it pile up in my room. Oh. But then what it means is I have all of the plates. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, it's only messy in the sense of like it's a clean floor, I and mean, then there are clean clothes on the clean floor, and so I don't see why that's a problem because they're all they're covered in plates. Yeah. Filthy, And I know other than that, it's just I mean, there's a full of piss but other than that <laughs> I've just thought of a great idea you should pretend there's a ghost and say oh the ghost has left mess everywhere and then they'll think you've had a breakdown um, yeah. and, perhaps and you get, get sectioned and you it's do get very sectioned. clean in hospital yeah it's lovely well, tell him about the disgusting things that might happen like you've seen a mouse oh we've had the mouse oh we and got he doesn't care oh you need to get rid of him. So you've he's, had he's not the one for you. He doesn't care about the mouse. Well, it was quite cute, What's wrong to be with fair. People? What do you mean? It's quite cute. It's not your what? pet. Oh, yeah. So it moved out because it was living in a yeah. shithole. Yeah. Wow. Do you know what, Andy? Up oh the stakes. Say God. you've had the horse. <laughs> Andy, who would you give points to? I want to give points to Glenn because of the horse. And because we went yeah. to uni together, so... Yeah. <laughs> He knows about the piss wall. Yeah. <laughs> I've been holding that over him for a while, so I'm glad it's out in public now. <laughs> uh, and I want to give points to Michael Legg for the gravy one, because he eats meat and I don't, so I would like to, in some way, there you go. shape some vengeance through his yeah. gravy. That would be good, yeah. Vengeance through gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's Peter's news. <laughs> Producer Ben, what are the scores? The scores, as it stands, are that Michael and Vivian have three, Margaret and Glenn have two. Hello, this is Producer Ben from Do The Right Thing. This is our eighth attempt at recording a message to try and get you to donate money to the show so we can make more episodes in the future. And I think we're really starting to nail it now. So, if you'd like to support the show, please go to comedy.co.uk forward slash DTRT forward slash donate to find out how you can throw us a one-off donation or even pledge to pay us a small amount per episode in the future, which would really help us. Thanks, bye. Do the right Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, there are some questions the internet just can't answer, like why fucking bother? In these instances, we need to ask an expert. Ask, 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 ask. Ask the expert. Yes. 
So, in this round, the panel have to work out what an expert would do in any situation that I have given them. So, let's welcome today's trained professional. It's material scientist Anna Poshyski. That's right, materials expert. Hello. So, you're a scientist? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Don't see many of them around here. As a scientist, should I buy a 3D printer? Yeah, they're quite fun. Yeah, I recommend them. Can I print a body part? Yes. Depending on the body part, which one would you like to print? Leg. I really want a leg. Right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, panel, in a moment you're going to have to second guess what advice Anna would give in some materials-based scenarios. But before that, you've got a chance to get to know her a little bit better by asking her some questions. So, what question, Margaret, have you always right. wanted to ask a materials expert? I would like to know, do you have any sympathy at all for the first two little pigs? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to ask a materials scientist that. Remind me. Okay, fairy tale, three little pigs. First one built the house out of straw, second out of sticks. Okay, I was thinking went Both to market, rubbish. but that's piggy. No, yeah, piggies, very different. Sure. Okay, yeah. It's like Marvel and DC, they're two <laughs> The third one got it right and built out of bricks. Right, well, I guess the first two piggies are kind of idiots. So, so no, it's no. your answer. Okay. No. If I were going to make a fist out of something... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Here she goes. What would be the best material to cover most situations? Well, I think material science is all about choosing the right material for a specific job, so I'd need a bit more information about where... Who this... are you punching? Or fisting? <laughs> or wanking. Yeah, so... Is that how you, you wank? <laughs> yeah. With a fist of fire. <laughs> Say I just wanted to punch my way into a <laughs> bank <laughs> as the plot of a Jason Statham film. What would be the best fist material? So you're looking for a material that's going to get through glass. Or oh. concrete. Or concrete, or right. Or so you uh, You'd want something that's harder than any of those materials, so I'd recommend something like steel, diamond, if you really want to push the boat out. Oh. Diamond oh. fist. Do you How think... I mean, it sounds like a great series on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four to eight are a bit shit, but it picks up at the end. Anybody else got anything um, non-fist-based? This is mildly fist-based. Um, um, I mean, in a way, everything is. Out of rock, paper and scissors, which one is... Because one is the best. There is one that's the best. I know they all have their strengths and weaknesses, but one is the best. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, oh, wow, okay. So... I really like how seriously yeah. you're taking this. <laughs> well, what you don't realise is that I often <clears throat> use rock, paper, scissors in my own comedy to explain why material science is amazing. Because you're all about comparing materials' properties. And the example that I use is that scissors get blunted by the rock because rocks are harder than scissors. So... I'm going to say The Rock, because that is my favourite example. He um, is great. <laughs> <laughs> he eats a lot of chicken. Does he now? Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? Has he been he... at your bins again, Daniel? <laughs> anyway, 
here's the first scenario we set to Anna. Anna is getting ready to go out to a sci-fi films of the 80s fancy dress party dressed as Sarah Connor from Terminator. She just put the finishing touches in place when who should burst through the lab door but the actual Terminator. Before she can explain the mistake, the cyborg starts firing shots at her, but what can she use to protect herself from the bullets? All there is to hand is a folded silk scarf, a steel tray, and a hot water bottle full of custard. What would Anna grab in this situation? I think the scarf, because you know with a newspaper you can make a Millwall brick, so can you make a, a Millwall scarf? Can you, you buy a Millwall scarf? Do you know, the Do you know what, when I first met you, I never thought I'd be asking you, what is a Millwall brick? So what it is, it's, do you, are, you, are you done with the paper? Please. Yeah, yeah. Great, okay, so... You, you roll it up from this is one oh, bag great to the radio. other. Art yeah. attack. <laughs> and then you, you, you twist it around like that. I mean, if it's a newspaper, that will kill someone. Um, <laughs> and I mean, you can't see this, but it's yeah. not very convincing. No, but it's because it's one sheet of paper. Um, but the silken scarf could hold qualities that we do not know about. <laughs> Michael, as a vegan, are you allowed to touch silk? Oh, I don't know. What's, what's silk made out of? Well, who of a silkworm? It's wh- worm oh poo. shit, it's fine. <laughs> as long as they do it in a sink, it's ours. <laughs> and how about the uh, hot water bottle full of custard? Why is it full of custard? That's just what she has in her room. Well, uh, custard. I mean, I guess technically isn't vegan, so we couldn't use that. But trays are always vegan, <laughs> <laughs> even the ones with the ivory handles. <laughs> Those are all vegan. Can't she? Get all of them and fashion another what's wrong Sarah with, Connor. What's wrong with just talking to him? <laughs> and if we're going to use the word fashion, why not the silk scarf? <laughs> we seem to be going for scarf. We seem to be going for scarf. Michael and I'm Vivian. going for tray. I'm going for tray. I'm going for tray. Oh, what would you do what with would the you? tray? Well, firstly, offer him a refreshment. <laughs> Anna, what would you use in this situation? I think I would use the hot water bottle full oh, of custard. Wow. However, silk scarf is also a good option. Better than a oh. tray? Can I ask why? Sorry. Well, so silk was actually traditionally used as bulletproof armour. The ancient Japanese used silk and then the mafia guys at the beginning of the 20th century rediscovered it and started wearing silk scarves and silk bodysuits and stuff. Because and where are is... they now? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. What, just one layer of silk? A, a few a, a kimono. Yeah. <laughs> a few layers of silk. How many layers of silk out of interest? Uh, about 18. 18, la- 18 layers of silk to be bulletproof, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's better than a steel tray? Well, yeah, because a steel tray is quite thin and a thin layer of steel wouldn't really stop a bullet or a terminator. And the custard? So, the custard is an example of something called a non-Newtonian fluid. Oh. Can I get an ooh? <laughs> um, it's also called a shear thickening fluid, which means that if you punch it, it turns solid. Sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> <laughs> if you punch it, it turns solid. If you punch custard, it turns solid. Yeah, it has to be the right consistency. Why don't they have custard helmets in the police? <laughs> they're, they're working on it. Like liquid armor. No, they aren't. <laughs> Why did you say that? Someone is. If you don't know the answer, just say you don't know the answer. Don't make up custard helmet bullshit. Oh, Glenn, don't say custody, don't say custody, don't say custody. <laughs> Anna, who, who do you think has points? Oh, well, then I guess it's this team yeah, who gets a yeah, point yeah, for the yeah. silk scarf. Yeah. Yeah, right. sure. The expert <laughs> thinks they got it right <laughs> with her fucking custard madness. <laughs> Does soya custard work? 
Like, if you used Outpro custard, would that work? Just to make him a bit happier. Uh, sure. Okay. Be <laughs> yeah. all right, be all right. Alpro custard tastes like custard. That's a great slogan for it. <laughs> well, when I go out my bike tomorrow, I'll remember to pour some on my fucking head. <laughs> Here's scenario number two. Anna has won the much-coveted Iron Fist Award for scientists who have done the most to further the cause of iron. Unfortunately, on the way home from the awards, her moped breaks down in the middle of a rainstorm in the middle of nowhere. Worried that her Iron Fist statuette will rust in the rain, Anna looks about to see what she has to hand. All she can find in her pockets are a jar of peanut butter, an MP3 player with headphones, a can of Fanta and a bottle of tequila, shot glasses, salt and lemon wedges. <laughs> what would Anna use to stop the rust? You mean what would Anna use? Not like what would a normal person use? <laughs> <laughs> well, what she'd it... bake a fucking meringue. <laughs> <laughs> what would Anna use in this situation? I'll Come be honest on, with you, I'm as knowledgeable on the subject as she is. <laughs> You've got your big iron fist. I do have my big iron fist, and thank you for noticing, Danielle. <laughs> would you rub it in peanut butter or would you soak it in Fanta? Tequila. I, yeah, drink the tequila, because you want to relax <laughs> in any of these, in any Listen of these to situations. On the MP3. See, we've so got you're this. Chill. Yeah. Just so you're chill. Then having a little party. Then yourself. we pour Fanta on it and then just giggle at the <laughs> peanut butter. Point. <laughs> smother it. You need to smother it in the peanut butter. But they've used all of everything. What would you use, Margaret? Oh, we weren't. Were we not allowed to use everything? Peanut butter. Maybe you yeah. weren't meant to use everything. Peanut butter. Maybe the salt has will do something to rain. I... <laughs> Science. <laughs> So you say... Use everything. Yeah. Use everything and you would... We're going for peanut butter. Peanut well, we butter. said that as well, though. That's our main yeah. one. Yeah, th- that's so a tactic, we still get isn't a point. This is a tactic. Yeah. yeah. Anna, what is the answer? The answer is you could use all of these. Oh, yes! That's what we said! What? <laughs> you just tried to take it back, mate. You tried to take it back. You don't get fucking on you better fucking start hollering or I will bring the troubles back right now. <laughs> Guys, don't... No one don't... ever won who wants to be a millionaire because their answer was all of them. I... We've won. By getting the won. audience to cheer the troubles. <laughs> Anna, so do you mix them all together and pull them on your fist? So, uh, you can use the peanut butter because it's very high in oil. So, if you smother that on the fist, as Viv said, then that will mean that there's a waterproof layer across there so the rain can't get in and so it won't rust. Next example was the headphones, the MP3. Uh, So, you take the batteries out of the MP3 player, strip the copper wires out of the headphones and connect the battery up to the award and stick it in a puddle of water... And if you get the battery the right way around, then it will create a current which will protect it from rust. In what situation would you do that instead of just putting peanut butter on it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you like peanut butter. Put it in your bag. (laughs) 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 Put it on the moped and sit on it. What about the Fanta? With the Fanta, you would drink the Fanta. Did anyone say that? I said yeah, that. Said that. Oh. Yeah, they said every combination <laughs> yeah, of words they said you could imagine. <laughs> so you drink the Fanta and then you take the aluminium can and you just put it so that it was touching the iron because aluminium will rust preferentially to iron. So it just has to touch it? Yeah. That's genuinely fascinating. Uh, uh, Thank you. So if I put a can next to my bike in the rain, the can rusts? Yeah. 
Oh. I mean, I just go home now. <laughs> I feel like I've learned everything. <laughs> what about the tequila? Well, with the tequila, you'd obviously drink the tequila. You'd have to throw the salt away, really far away, because salt will make the rust a lot worse. That is the opposite of what I said. Glenn, <laughs> shut up! With the lemon, you'd, well, if you wanted to squeeze out the juice, it wouldn't really help initially, but the citric acid would help to remove any rust that did form on the iron fist. Mm, that's good. Who are you going to give points to? Well, I'm definitely going to give points to the team that said use all of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think also, you guys did say the peanut butter, so I'm going to mm. give you a point as well. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. And before you go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, I have a podcast. Uh, about. <laughs> Indeed. It's about material science. Woohoo! It's called Real Talk. It's spelt apostrophe. R-I-A-L as in material. Real talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a visual pun for an audio medium. <laughs> it was a mistake, but it does mean that I'm at the top of all the listings because it starts <laughs> with the punctuation Yay! mark. <laughs> Thanks to material scientist Anna Pushaiska. Thank you. Before we hit the final round, what are the scores produced again? The scores are very exciting because it's four all. Oh like a little mermaid sticking her tail in a toaster. We're about to do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. In this final round, all the panellists to tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any situation. The winner gets a rub down with Swarfiga. The round ends when we hear producer Ben's bassoon-powered seesaw. So, number one. Your cult says you can't be leader. What is the wrong thing to do? Uh, become... Leave the Labour Party. <laughs> I sh- oh, realise oh. I shouldn't say that because my voice makes it sound like I am a fervent conservative, and I, <laughs> I'm really not. I was going to say become Pope out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> you fancy milkshake, but have run out of milk. What is the wrong thing to do? Drink milk at any time. <laughs> y- use a different part of the cow. Use your yeah. friend's breast milk. Milk no. your husband. <laughs> oh. You grow an arm out of your back. What is the wrong thing to do? Applaud yourself while having a wank. <laughs> Judy Dench wants to borrow some crack. What is the wrong thing to do? Not let her have the crack. <laughs> you just fancy a nap. What is the wrong thing to do? Fancy a nap? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Drive. <laughs> yeah. Through Paris, late at night with your favourite princess. Oh, no, that's not fair. That's too much. Uh... Too much. Let's go home now. <laughs> when you said much. that, I was thinking, is it going to be a terrorist thing? Oh, no, it's Diana. It's Diana. It's OK. <laughs> yes. They <laughs> 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 have to cancel the entire show. Oh, no. Well, that's the end of the show. But before we all piss off home for Battenberg and a jiggle... <laughs> <laughs> Producer Ben, what are the scores? Well, Margaret and Glenn monstered that round and they won 8 5. Yay! Well done, Margaret and Glenn. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Do the right thing because you've been getting a shout out and more. Mark Cable Smith, Michael Ed, material scientist, and the Kushai Spray, and me, Daniel Ward, and the voice of producer Ben Walker. We'll put the together with extra teams for Dave Reed. Martin White did the music. Thanks to the Phoenix for having us, to Bryn Reese Davis, and Maisha Thompson for helping out. Do the right thing is a first production for the internet.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.